and I was like, it's three minutes long. You were like, that's three minutes? <laughs> like, yeah. And it was like, no, like 30 seconds. <laughs> Damn, DJ. I'm like, how do you even do this? Like layering the shit. I'm like, mm, that's too much. That's what I've discovered about like, like podcasting is like a real job. Like you need audio technicians and just all the type of stuff we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Heard Through the Grapevine with Main Flex and me. <laughs> and we are here to talk about all things wine culture, social justice, and just show everyday shit. So kick back, relax, and pop a bottle with us. Are you drinking anything special? Ice Mountain 100% natural spring water. <laughs> Would be no. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I am, I am absolutely not, you will put it sober by any means. I just don't really have anything in my Frigidaire that I think is appealing right now. And I'm kind of nauseated. Oh, shoot. You're nauseated for what happened? Girl, I don't know. My mouth starts um, sour, soury. Is that a word? Soury? Yeah. Huh? Soury. What's soury? Sour. Very yes, sour. but what is sour? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Are you feeling sour? No, like my mouth is. And I'm like, ooh, but that makes me feel like my breath stank when I said that. But, and I don't think my breath stank. Nobody was, <laughs> nobody was thinking that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's going on. Sour. Did you eat something no, I haven't eaten anything bad. I've like eaten breakfast. I've eaten lunch. I don't know what happened, but I feel drinking this water. You ain't the Virgin Mary, are you? Oh, why did so when? Why did I think about that when I was just like talking to you like twenty minutes ago? I was like, whoa, I know I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Sometimes. That literally crossed my mind. Every time like, I think about that, I think about when I got my period and I thought I was pregnant and I was like terrified to tell my mom. When did you think you were pregnant? When I got on my period. Oh, when you first started your period? Why would you think you were pregnant when you got your period? Who educated us on our reproductive health? Wait, wait. <laughs> How old were you when you got your period? I was in the fifth grade. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in the fifth grade. And that was, was it like during the school year? Were you like at school when it happened? Summer. It was in the summer. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, there was a whole lot that was going through my mind. I thought I was pregnant. I thought I had an STI. And that was also when I was like, like into Teen Vogue magazines. And like, mm -hmm. they had a lot of that information in there. And like, I didn't, I couldn't really put like, like put so much together, but mm -hmm. I don't know. No one. No, it was, yeah, getting your period for the first time was very confusing. Very because nobody educated me about it either. Like I remember exactly how. That's why I asked how old you were because mine was also in fifth. It was actually the Friday before school started, and I was beginning the fifth grade. I will mm -hmm. never forget it. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. It was probably like four or five o'clock in the evening, so we weren't doing. And I, it's not going to be too graphic, but I definitely like, you know, pulled my pants down to leave myself. And then there was like this fluid there. I thought that I like boo-booed on myself and shit. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> happening? And then I like stared for a minute and I was like, mama. And then she came in 
it's how you know you got like a mom for sure. She like looked, she sniffed a little bit. She my mom. I came out of her. She's like, oh, you got your period. It's fine. And my life has just changed ever since. I remember I had to like, I didn't have to, but I kind of talked to my dad about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not a little girl anymore, daddy. <laughs> I literally told my mom not to tell my dad. Really? Yeah, I was like, don't tell him. My mom told my dad and he was like kind of sad about it because he knew I was kind of growing up. And then the next day, my mama because you know we're shoppers you and I both were raised by shopping mothers and families okay. the next day because I started my period for the first time I don't know what's going on in my body I felt like should have had cramps like it was just awful my mama like oh let's go to Kmart I gotta get x y and z and then we go to Kmart we went to shoe stop then we went to Marshall's I'm like lady I want to be in the bed take me home <laughs> your mother is notorious for that though taking you everywhere when you are like literally in physical pain like take me back home i do not want to there's nothing i need at a shoe stop it's time i think that she was trying to cheer you up though i remember i think you told me that story and you were saying we were here there and everywhere <laughs> and we had the nerve because well we thought we had the nerve to run into somebody she knew so then we were standing there and talking even even longer and i'm just sitting here looking all just pathetic and depleted <laughs> oh my god well, to all the people out there that is getting their periods, may God or the universe be with you. Absolutely, shoot. I still need them to be with me. <laughs> it doesn't get any better from here, y'all. It, it really it, doesn't. And I really need some sort of like reform to be made for like, not even reproductive health, but just specifically like the menstrual cycle. We need to have days off work. There need to be free, you know, um, what do you call it? Menstrual products. Like that, tampons, what do you call it? Menstrual products. Yeah, oh yeah, menstrual. Products. It's just we need some change because it's not. It's very ridiculous and very unfair. It is. It is. It's literal pain. Literal pain. And then don't get me started on proctalgia Fuji. <laughs> yes. Granted, that has not like happened to me as strongly. I wouldn't even say the last two periods, but this past one that just passed by, I didn't really have it at all. But I'm sure it's like a one-off thing because it happens every single month. Yeah. Y'all Google Proctalgia Blue Jacks. I'm not going to explain what it is because it's rather unsettling. (laughs) I'm sure that many people have that though. I think a lot of people, a lot more people actually might have it or have experienced it than than not. They probably just don't know what it's called. Because I remember explaining to people like what it's like to have a literal pain in the ass. And they thought it was funny until you experienced it too. <laughs> yeah. Every and I'm sure that's exactly what they've been experiencing too. <laughs> but they would never call it that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's also like really weird, like just for that to happen. Yeah. Pretty dumb. Well, shall we go ahead and get started with um, you know the vibes? Have you heard any new music lately that you'd like to share? I have heard new music, but I'm not sure if it's like new to like the world of music. So but it's new to you. It's new to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me play it. It's called um it's a song, of course. It's by this person named Rez, and it's called Golden Boys. So I'm gonna play it on my um my Echo Dot. 
Is Resin an independent artist? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do believe she is a Black female artist, so. Mm, okay. What's her sound like? Is it like, um, okay. okay. Is she American? I do believe so. I mean, she looked like, when I have the picture, it, it looks like, can you see that? Not for real. I'm gonna look at it. Okay. It's very, it looks like a 90s picture though. Like a 90s album. It does, like, like 90s New York, like uh -huh. Jones era. Yeah. <laughs> okay, exactly. I'm gonna artists like independent garage band yeah that grunge yeah a little bit of that grunge I, mean, mm -hmm. I liked it actually yeah I do too I really do too and I think that like it's probably like one of those like for me like my like alter ego of, like wanting to be like the independent like artist mm -hmm. and then being so like alternative with like the wild colored hair and like, all the piercings and like you know um and like just I just I think that it's like a really cool vibe and I don't think a lot of black artists get to be that person so yeah. I was like driving in my car and I was like who is this like artist talking about some if they only knew what we know about you you don't need them boys I was like yeah say that say that i also didn't expect that sound out of that um picture that you showed me yeah i, th I don't know what I, I thought i was gonna get some 90s new york like you said or like some monica or some, something something <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really cool so i gotta look her up have you listened to her other songs i have not i've only had that on replay i gotta look that up. what's it called again it's called golden boys by rez golden boys okay i'm gonna look that up I love a new sound for sure. Speaking of new sound, have you? I, I'm not even going to introduce the song that I chose because I feel like everyone in the world has heard it by this point. Hopefully, hopefully, including you. And oh. I just want to say my 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 tour fund is already prepared. I'm just looking for the outfit for when we're able to go back outside. But I'm just going to go ahead and um bless everyone's ears. 
shows a while back particularly the grammys but i did catch some of the performances so i saw like meg and cardi which was like super cool only thing i'll say is i felt like they they was moving a lot so they was probably like really out of breath oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh costumes were beautiful the sets were amazing meg won three grammys in one night so it was just a great night beyonce was there queen b that was cool blue won one too blue ivy yeah, I did hear that. I did hear about that. So it, it seemed like a like a really, really good time. And what I was saying about that was that Anderson and, and Bruno, they 
actually performed Leave the Door Open live. And I, I got, I'll send you the video directly, but it literally looked like something out of like the 70s. They had like the big suits with the big lapels and they were doing like all the, the moves behind the mic and they did a little spin. And then one person came up, came forward, the other person went back. It was just amazing. Yeah, let, let it be told, it's all black. It's all black. And they huh? I said, and they did it. They did. And the other thing is like, I feel like millennials in general, we always catch flack from other generations, either young, well, not even young, because we ain't talking about the babies, but older people in particular. Oh, <laughs> I don't know no real music. This did it. And then when you have real music like this, Mm -hmm. I could imagine them also saying, oh, yeah, just steal it from us. I'm like, well, what, what you want us to do? Really? <laughs> I didn't think about that, but I can absolutely see that. Absolutely. I can imagine my dad saying that for sure. One moment, it's like, y'all know real music. Next moment, they got that for Marvin Gaye. I'm like, okay, daddy, then what you want? Of course. You know, that's funny. I think my dad has said something along the lines with Ariana Grande when she came out with that one. Um, what was that song? tattooed heart and she was singing it I think at the Grammys in like 1950s and she's like she wasn't even thought of when that era was like out I was like okay but it's now a new era so do you want the same you want Diana Ross back on stage like what I think that's exactly what they want <laughs> and they know that they're not equipped the original for not the duplicate the original <laughs> <laughs> or they'll say you have no originality <laughs> like honestly there's is original even a, a real thing there's really nothing new under the sun oh. what we can do is reinvent there isn't black people are original, <laughs> They're original but what, i mean within like culture and like music like particularly we take r&b there's nothing that's done now that I feel like hasn't ever really been done before. Oh, yeah. Always like rebuilding up on like old concepts and like, you know, innovating of course, but doesn't mm -hmm. make it like brand spanking new. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with, with being innovative. No, yeah, it's funny that you say that because when I took this like African American uh, music culture class in college, they're saying that everything that we have has literally came like from black American music. Like yeah. country could not exist without blues, even though country was made by black people, but which could not exist, like jazz could not exist without, you know, country music that existed with like folk music, you know? So mm -hmm. everything built off of each other. Absolutely. Just with a little twist and a little twang and a little jazz. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But I also feel like this is a really good time. Like you were saying before, but eras, it's a good era for music. Like we have so much like good music, so many good songs, so many good artists that, that are original in their own right. We got, you know, Anderson Bruno, we got um Ari, we've got who else do we love on the RB front? Um ja Jasmine Sullivan, her. Yeah, Samino. Mino, my little boy. I love Mino so much. I love, too. I love him too with all my heart. Oh, Lou, 314 day just passed, y'all. If you don't know, that's a day unique to all of us here in St. Louis, Missouri. 314, citywide. <laughs> did you do anything for 314 day? I did not. No. <laughs> 
honestly, I forgot that it was three one four day, and then it was like three fifteen, and then I got on Facebook, and all I saw was three one four day. Fuck my day, it's three one four day, the St. Louis day. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember three one four day, probably because I'm not, you know, in St. Louis home anymore. But I love it. We usually will like do like get rice or something. I'm thinking of doing that day, but something to commemorate three one four day. Wasn't able to do it this time, but it's just so special. So special. I love St. Louis forever. And the city is actually really um, coming up. I don't yeah. know if you've been downtown lately, but that skyline is looking nice. I have not been down there. Mm-hmm. They got the Ferris wheel. Have you been to the aquarium? I have not been to the aquarium yet. I absolutely, actually, before the pandemic hit, I was on my way there. Like With- right in the middle of it, you said? Well, no, 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 like <laughs> a week or two and we had planned it. And that's when everything was like state of emergency. Oh Lord. Yeah. It has been a year. How do you feel about the, the pandemic coming up on you? Well, it actually has hit a year. How do you feel? Wow. It's wild to even think about that. So much can happen in a year. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. The TV that I'm watching is moving with the pandemic. So everybody still got masks on. Literally, like nothing has all of the TV shows that I I watch are literally like like adapting to the pandemic. So like all the cast members have on masks and like it's it's implemented in the storyline. What kind of shows? I'm just curious. Because I said the same with mine. The only difference is, you know, I watch a lot of reality shows. <laughs> So they're, what we're watching is like in real time with real life, but like for scripted shows, what's, what shows are you watching? 911, 911 Lone Star, um, what is that? Oh, The Prodigal Son. Oh, I heard that show was good. I love The Prodigal Son. It's really good. It's really mm-hmm. good. And then I think that's it. Yeah, I don't know when we're getting up out this thing. I, I will say lately, I've been feeling a little more hopeful than I have previously about, you know, life after the pandemic. One with the vaccinations and stuff, even though I don't necessarily plan to get one right now because I need to feel more confident and do more research. But with the amount of people that's getting them, I feel, <laughs> I feel okay. <laughs> like, able to go outside again soon. Um, so I feel like things are looking up, you know? I don't know how much, how up they're looking, but I feel like they're better than, than we probably thought they'd be. Can only hope and pray. I mean, different states are back opening and Texas is wide open. They, um, officially here in Maryland, they, I think they opened up everything 100% as of like a couple Fridays ago. I do. Are those the right decisions? Absolutely. I don't think they are. Absolutely not. But Trying to push us in a different direction. Kids are back in school. You are all gonna die. Don't say that. Why would they do that? <laughs> oh, that was definitely way too premature. Way too premature. As for me, I know I'll continue working from home. Girl, stop. My job did did ask us when are you comfortable with coming back to work? For what? Right. For what? For when? For how? <laughs> Is anybody vaccinated? why the thing is like the other thing about the pandemic is it revealed to me 
how just not even revealed because I knew it, but it proved how much of American work culture is a scam. We do not, there's no reason that we have to sit in an office eight hours a day, five days a week. If anything, that day can be because I, I read a tweet um, the other day, and the person was posing a question about um, does the traditional eight hour workday still stand or do you get your work done quicker? And most people in the, in the comments, including myself, are like, we can knock our, our tasks out in like three hours, maybe four hours in one day, depending on how busy the day is. Because if you work fast, which is what they ask for, you know, on those job applications and stuff to work in a fast paced environment under pressure and stuff, you can just knock out tasks like that. There's no reason to have to sit here for eight hours a day, let alone five days a week. Yeah. You can give me Friday off. I could have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then come back a little bit more recharged for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people are talking, are speaking out about work culture. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like, cool, maybe the tables will turn because it is so true. Like this is like the most toxic workplace in America ever. Mm -hmm. Literally no sense. So mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I'm not doing work here at home, I won't be doing it at work. Like I'll be on Pinterest. Nothing has changed. <laughs> My refrigerator is just, you know, closer. Girl, let me tell you, I'll be rolling out of bed in the morning from the meeting. Alexis, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I actually think it'd be great if we moved in that direction. Laying with my bonnet on and everything. <laughs> not necessary no it's just not necessary man well uh speaking of other things that were necessary probably or unnecessary did you hear about uh kirk franklin going up on his son wait what happened to um partners in wine oh shoot girl i'm just up here talking you i'm and that's how, okay, side note, we didn't talk about the cocktail of the week, which it's not really a cocktail of the week, but I am drinking this Josh, um, they have a Prosecco Rosé now, it's like relatively new, so they have their regular Prosecco, which is actually very good also, but this is like a blush Rosé of course, I mean of sorts, and it's really, really good, very smooth, it gets you feeling all nice, I think it's probably about maybe 13%, I don't know. Oh, that's good. That's I'm just speeding through the topics. But yes, let's do partners in wine. <laughs> and maybe it's the wine that's speeding through you, girl. <laughs> okay. So we are moving to our next segment. Bear with us, y'all. It's called Partners in Wine. Um, this is just basically like our like best friend quiz show. Who would be most likely to? Who would rather? And what else do we have? Um, we did a truth or dare one last time. D truth or drink, actually. Oh, we should do that another time. And we should have like yeah, we should do yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna run through this quickly, and I think we could. I don't. We could just tell each other like on the Zoom call. Okay. Okay. Like so, one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, two, three. Shoot. One, two, three. Point. Shoot. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We, that's not what I meant, like, literally, but. I know, I know it's not. I'm just playing with you. I'm trying to, like, let things go. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not good at it. Okay. So the first one is, who is more likely to kill someone accidentally? 
<laughs> okay, do the countdown. One, two, three. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Honestly, I would be most likely to kill somebody accidentally. Absolutely. I already knew that from the beginning. I don't know what just comes over me, but like it could be anything. It could be from like accidentally sticking a knife into like peanut butter and just wiping it off and then like you know giving it to like my loved one who is like a deathly allergic to peanut butter and not realizing that it's cross-contamination it could be me taking a vase and bopping my brother upside the head and like being like oh shit like are you okay (laughs) (laughs) honestly like no that peanut butter thing that's very that's highly plausible actually (laughs) like you want to taste them I would definitely, and I wouldn't even think about it. And I'm like, oh, well. One thing I will say about this girl is because she's watched so much TV, particularly Dexter, she is fully equipped with getting rid of a dead body. She knows what to do. You lay out that plastic, saran wrap, whatever he was using. Top. I don't know what he used to do, but used to be watching that show religiously. Yes, I love Dexter. I love Dexter. <laughs> I, need, I need help. That's what I need. Everybody knows. Okay. Um, who is more likely to be? Oh, who's more likely to become a stripper? <laughs> okay. Countdown. Okay. Close your eyes because I want to just I want to be the element of surprise. Okay, do the count. Okay. The point. I feel okay. One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> I, I did a little me, but then I was like, <laughs> you. Okay, let's break that down. So on the surface, yes, me. I'm not a stripper. I, I wish I had the talents and abilities of a stripper, even though I do take pole classes. I'm going to, going to uh, pole tomorrow. Because I think stripping and just like pole in general are so beautiful. And it's like really graceful and cool. If you don't watch um, P-Valley, do you watch P-Valley? No, Mm-mm. you should. It's really cool. It's a good story. And it's just really beautiful to see like the way they dance and it's just very elegant and graceful and stuff. But anyway, I would say you a little bit also because there's like, a, there's something in there. When you, I also think like when you get drunk, like that just removes all of the anxiety and you just kind of flourish and I could see you flourishing on a pole. I feel I feel like the, what is that, like, like areola yoga, like when people are dancing? Areola? <laughs> areola, isn't it areola, like, yoga? No, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. What's the pity? Areola yoga. Areola yoga. Areola, areola is a name. Areola. Now, put that in the title, areola yoga. <laughs> areola can be anything. Aerial yoga, who the fuck knows? But yeah, I feel like that's the most I would be able to do. And then I'll probably strangle myself, so I probably shouldn't do that. The only thing people don't really recognize is that pole is really hard. Like girls that are strippers, you have to have like strong physical ability, a lot of core strength, because you gotta like climb poles, you know? And you have to have like a lot of, um control like even when they like slide down or they might like cascade down and do like spins and stuff like that takes a lot out of you and I sometimes uh, no not sometimes all the time 
a lot of time. I don't feel like strippers are really like given the respect that they're really due as, I almost feel like they're like acrobats because the average person cannot get up there and do that. So like people think about strippers and they judge them based on like what they perceive to be like a promiscuity or like their sexual, you know, wants or desires or whatever, when that's not the end all and be all. And even if it is, it's their business, it's their body, you know, but like the, the talent that it really takes to do the stuff that they get up there and do, I don't think they're, they're fully recognized for and they should be. So strippers, yeah. yeah. I know, give it up. Because they deserve it. I wish. That's why I'm trying to get my abilities up. I want to get a pole for my house. Not this apartment, of course, but I, I want to get a pole for sure. In practice. Like one of my really good friends, she told me the other day, she um she got a pole and she actually just does it for herself. I feel like it's also her, um like not quiet time, but it's just like her personal thing where she can kind of get in touch with her body and just like enjoy it. And she does a great job at it. So she's really, she's getting a lot better. I'm really proud of her. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Everybody should do pole classing. I need to do a twerk class. That's what I want to do. The uh, lady I go to, she do twerk classes too. She do twerk. She do like a sexy heels class and then like a chair dance class and she does pole. Oh, and then usually before the pandemic, she used to do like, um, she called it ab blaster and she did another one, but she does like exercise classes too. That's good. That's good. Yes. Be empowered y'all. Okay, the next one is, who was more likely to become a nun? To become a nun? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, close eyes. Okay, one, two, three, shoot. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think it's you just because like of religion of sorts, but I feel like if you... If you ever learned something specific about nuns or Catholicism that really intrigued you, it probably would like, you know, make you gravitate to like the, the lifestyle of being a nun and then you would just end up becoming a nun. That is exactly, uh, yep, until I get tired. And then I'm like, I wonder if there's like benefits. <laughs> Will these student loans go away? That's, that's who. That's who. My, my my love to Mary, I don't know anything about Catholicism. Not nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> so I don't know, y'all. <laughs> okay, last one. Wait, well, on. Have you ever met a nun in real life? I don't think so. I've seen them. I haven't either. I've seen them in movies. I saw one time on, on uh, there's a, a Twitter video that was going around. This guy was like, not harassing these nuns, but bothering him. It was a song he was singing from Sister Act 2. And I cannot think of it. I think of it, I'll send it to you later. <laughs> but I, I was like, I don't think I've ever read, met a, a nun in real life. Me neither. I've only seen them like in passing. Yeah. And do they still wear like the nun? Yeah, they have that whole thing on. And the, yeah, and the little, the, the father. Mm-hmm. The father. They're not priests, right? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Father, then then there's a priest. Okay, I'm also watching Warrior Nun too, so that's also like, you know, something that's influencing me being a nun. Which is that a teach? I mean, a teacher show? Is that a, a TV show? Yeah, it's a Netflix. War um, nun? W- warrior nun? A oh, warrior nun? She like a a nun to be killing people? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They, oh, all- <laughs> they all are. <laughs> They are super badasses. Nuns are badasses. <laughs> Thou shall not kill. Or she kill people who should. Unless. They bad people. 
I'm sure there's something in the Bible that kind of says that too. The loophole. There's <laughs> a loophole in that. Okay. Who is more, more, most likely to act like a Karen if disappointed at a retail store? <laughs> this actually is hard because I thought about it at first, first glance, first thought. Okay, let's close our eyes. Okay, read it one more time. Who is most likely to act like a Karen if disappointed at a retail store? <laughs> okay. Alex, I don't have to close my eyes. You can just go ahead and point the finger. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. So the thing is, I am very particular about customer service, mm-hmm. and I'm always looking for exceptional service because I'm an exceptional customer. So when I don't get good service, it pisses me off, especially when it's like undeserved or you have somebody who like is being nasty and doesn't want to do their job. So in those cases. I don't ask like speak to the manager, but I definitely would like level with that person because I don't deserve it as a customer. And I may not pay. Alexa, I know you hear grown folks talking. Now, (laughs) no, but I've always been that type of way about service, particularly like um, food service. I I don't like when people are rude. Yeah. Not even just like waitress and stuff, but even if you go to like a fast food place and like they're like, because one time I told you I was at um I was at McDonald's and I stopped eating McDonald's years ago so this was a long time ago but I pulled up to the um <laughs> to the window I probably was like getting a, a Sprite or something mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there waiting and nobody said anything I'm waiting maybe 10-15 more seconds and I said hello and then he like go ahead I'm like go ahead is this an establishment or what I was like never mind and I pulled off because I'm like I'm just not if that's your greeting to me and that's the way that y'all conduct business at this establishment there's there's no exchange that needs to be had here so I'm just going to move on have you you know what that makes me think of I meant to I probably meant to send this to you but this like these like white girls were like in their jeep or whatever and they were pulling up to Starbucks and then they're getting their drinks um the starbucks worker is handing them their drinks and then the girl started to sing and she was like thank you for making my drink and like she couldn't really sing though y'all and so then the starbucks workers get like pissed and they just like close the window and then the white girl is like shocked (laughs) like what the fuck just happened and then like i was just like at first I was like, well, damn, that Starbucks work was having like a shitty ass day. Like, I didn't think that like they would react that way when this person is singing beautifully, you know, for their, for like, you know, making their drinks. And so then like, I was like reading through the comments and people were like, workers are tired of like people backing up their line for stupid shit. Get your type of video it was literally the same thing but this time it was like guy he couldn't sing he pulled up to the job there was a black lady at the window he's like thank you she was like don't fucking play with me <laughs> and then she and he's like okay thank you i'm sorry <laughs> i saw that you know i will say this i will say this poor customer service no excuse but i also i feel for like retail workers and like people that work in the food and because they get worked the hardest and get paid fucking pennies so honestly they about to act up and like cut up so 
Let's say desire sometimes. But sometimes I feel like stuff like that makes your job, makes your day a little bit more fun and festive, you know, festive. Absolutely. It's Remember that one time we went to Second Shake and we did our British. <laughs> I'm example. That bitch was like, Okay, here's the story, y'all. Me and Alexis pulled up, and that was also when I was broke as a fucking joke. I think I got my card was declined for like a dollar fry. That was at McDonald's. That was a separate occasion. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> well, the two just blurs together. But me and Alexis, like we, me and Alexis, we pull up and we order food, and we are using these British accents. Now you don't, you you don't ever know if somebody is like. English, right? Like you don't. And I also feel like we actually had good British accents. You want to show them? No, I, like that's one of my fun. You don't think you English accent? You can do the English accent, but I cannot. I can do. I can do what I can do is is like like a five second um, Irish accent, and that's because okay. I watch an Irish show. Give me an Irish accent. I give you my British. Off the pinky fucking blind. <laughs> No, no, it's the, they're like, they're like brothers in like Ireland. They're like super like gangsters. And they say, we're the pinky fucking blinders <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's really good. It's a good show. But outside of that, I cannot do a British accent. Okay, let me try to do my British accent now. Um, I really enjoy Second Shake from time to time. I, is this my best work? Probably not. But I'm doing my best. I, I actually really think I have a nice British accent. I really well, do. 95, please. Girl, sit down. Okay, tell the story. Tell the story. That was it. <laughs> you did the British accent. Old girl wasn't having it. And she was like, 1295, please. Pull up to the next window. No, no, no. Okay, so we rolled through and then we actually placed our order with. So we were like, um, I think I'd like to get a um a double stick burger with um a chocolate shake, please. She said, "What?" I'm like, "What well, damn bitch? If I was British, people <laughs> come here." You probably, you know, I've also found out that those places have little cameras, so she probably knew that we was bullshitting, wasting her. But how do you know? Yeah, you never know. But like, I also feel like that's because people never think that like black people are anything outside of like black America, black American. So everything like is fake. You speak in Spanish, bitch, why you hate yourself so much? <laughs> Blackness, y'all is not a monolith. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we understand. Well, she she was not having it. She said what? She said W-H-E-T. Right. <laughs> But to be fair, we were bullshitting, so. <laughs> trying to make her day more enjoyable, damn. I can't remember where we're going with the story, but more of the story. We have good people. Oh, well, yeah, workers have a very hard life, but customer service is still unnecessary for us Black folks, so be kind, and we will be kind back. Definitely. And, and the other thing is, like, I feel like people who who interact with like certain types of workers or essential workers, people that work in fast food, grocery stores, retail and stuff, they feel like those jobs are like beneath them to an extent where they can treat people any kind of way. We've seen it, you know, even throughout the course of the pandemic, how um, our essential workers are really treated. But what they don't know is that'll get you fucked up because <laughs> you don't, 
don't get to treat people that way and think that's going to be okay. I remember working at, um, I don't know if I should say the name of the company, but BB, because you worked there too at a certain point, the cosmetic store, BB. And also white people, white women particularly used to come in like treating people any, any kind of way. There was one bitch. Who? One of the, the customers like, why are you such a bitch? Because I told your stupid ass to get in the back of the line. Who, the old lady? The, the, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that ghost looking bitch. It was another white. Oh, grim keeper. She looked like she belonged in a royal family, to be quite honest. Girl, she looks like she belonged in the fucking ground. She do. That's what I'm saying. Because as the, the other uh, man was a prince, not William. Who the real? Oh, Philip. He the one who looked like he belonged in the ground as well. His anyway, we'll get there. Um, but no, there was one woman who came in and she had the nastiest attitude, very nasty attitude, white lady. And she came to my counter and she was like, her vibe was wrong with me. My vibe shot the same vibes back at her. And then she ended up asking me, she was like, um, do we have a problem? I said, do we? <laughs> she was like, um, I felt like you da, 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 da. I'm like, actually, I do not. You came to me with a nasty ass attitude. Scanned herself and she left. You don't, you just don't get to treat people any kind of way and think that there are no repercussions for the way in which you've interacted with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, no. Now, we don't know. Still she- to everybody else who the old lady girl all of them people that be walking up into that store getting their hair blown every uh-huh. morning them little five strands of hair she anyway let me <laughs> it was also in a very white area so that's just another element with a lot of black workers with a lot of black workers that compounds the issue i think they went out of business did they Mm-mm. they still oh. there well segment y'all i know next segment mm-hmm. we, we could change this into the royal family since we were just doing the english accents and we were just talking about let's do it okay so <laughs> i'm not gonna do the accent i mean speaking of the royal family we might as well start with the royal pain did you watch the interview with megan and harry and oprah mm-hmm. you haven't seen it before? i did not watch it at oh, all I purposely was like i am tuning out because i i feel like there's like a lot of things that are happening and like i just was not ready to like invest in that type of like drama mm-hmm. so what I did was like some people talked about it at work and I read through some like Instagram posts and Twitter posts and some Facebook posts and I'm like that's the most I can do that's the most I will do because <laughs> that's a bunch of shit <laughs> It was a bunch of shit. So I actually didn't know that it was coming on until I was like, you know, scrolling through Hulu and saw it featured. Um, so I watched the majority of it. I didn't see 100%, but maybe like 75. Um, and I mean, I don't really know what feelings there are to have about it. Like we obviously know that, really Europe in general, but like the Royal family and like the UK, obviously they're very racist. I, I didn't know that, um, 
over like the course of history, the royal family was actually incestuous to keep like the, the bloodline royal or whatever. So I'm like, if they're gonna go through those lengths to keep the, the family fucking royal, of course they're gonna be racist. So yeah. that was no like element of surprise or anything like that to me. But I guess what what strikes me the most is that we're though we're talking about royals, we're still talking about a family. And I just felt like some of the things that they discussed. Um, when it came to like the mental health and like um, Megan like becoming suicidal at a certain point and like um, Prince Harry's dad wasn't answering the phone like ousting him in that way I'm like but this is still your family you know these are still like your son these are still your kids and like where where I feel like there should be like some unconditional love that exists within the dynamic of like a real family there isn't any of that so for them to like cut them off so strongly in the name of like power and and race it just really that really has to suck <laughs> it really has to suck yeah i didn't really think about it like so much in that term you know because like i i wasn't aware of like that harry was calling his father and then his father like cut him off like completely i do know that they had cut them off like financially with like the security and all of that um, which, yeah, and then I think what is also stunning, it's like, oh my God, like Tyler Perry had to house you. <laughs> like Tyler Perry of all people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, I don't know. Like I, like you said, like, I'm not surprised at all by like the royal family. And especially like, yes like with the the ancestral component and also just like their whole centuries of like imperialism that has gone on which is like gave them all their wealth anyway you know and so it's shocking that i hear so many people say the royal family is racist their whole who they are is like built off of that you know mm -hmm. and so yeah so it's that and then i don't know like i think what also I I really do appreciate is like when people like are talking about, you know, with with Megan, that the complexities of her being in like the royal family and then like her son not having like a title and then like the skin color concern, which is so interesting to me considering how light she is, how mixed race, like, cause she is mixed race, very light, white, um, not so much passing, but has, you know, like very like She's very close. She is close. Right, right. And, then, you know, and having a chat with Harry, you know, I just, I am something I'm just like so intrigued mm -hmm. with that conversation. And then I'm like, one of the things that like I was like so eye opening because like I didn't know how to like put this in words and I wish I had the the person that said it. Um, she said that like colorism is what allowed Megan to marry into that family, mm -hmm. right? Because Harry would not have looked twice if it was like me or you or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Mm -hmm. but it was anti blackness that pushed her out. Isn't that interesting? And so I was like, but you know, like, I think that that is like so crazy that like people don't want to differentiate the two but don't want to understand that they're working in tandem right and how you know 
colorism benefits you until it doesn't. Right, right. Because when that one drop rule was a thing, your ass, when they found out, you got booted back to the bus. That same conversation works in, with, in tandem with something else that I heard, like this right along the same vein. So they were talking about like how in American society, when we look at Megan, she is like almost white half. You can tell there's like a little something there, racial ambiguity or whatever. You don't necessarily know that it's black, but she, because she is so fair skinned, she has like very, you know, straight hair, whatever, fine hair, whatever. You look at her and we, not saying you and I, but like American society in general, because of colorism kind of exalts her. So she's this pretty racially amb amb ambiguous um, girl, but like over on the other side of the pond, she's still all of those things, but because of that one little drop of black, it's always too much for us. So that, that's very, I actually didn't hear it phrased that way with like the colorism versus the anti-blackness thing, but that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's, it's exactly. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not at all surprised about like any of this that has like happened. Mm -hmm. And I also know that like, there's a lot of feelings towards the royal family between other immigrant communities that have been colonized. <laughs> so then like, well, I don't, you know, like not understanding like, the, the whole surprise when like these people are constantly living under that type of like oppression and having those mental concerns as well, just like Megan. So like just holding those two at the same time, mm -hmm. um, I think it's like, that has kind of like made me think a little bit more about like all the complexities because like, I feel like the reasons why I did not tune in is because I knew that I had like a lot of like multi-layered feelings that I just did not know how to put into words and like just feeling towards the whole thing in general and like I just did not feel like it being reduced to the single issue right that like Megan it was pushed out because she was like black which is which is one of the big issues mm -hmm. and it's a whole lot of other stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah and I mean, on top of that, she's having issues with obviously Harry's family, but even her own um, family, like her father, which I don't think they they get along very well, but he's like trying to make all these claims to the media and kind of try to blackmail her in a way to um, talk to him again. It's just like, damn, you just really have to be going through while being pregnant with like their next child. It's just, it's a lot. And I, I know, because uh, I, I can still remember when they had like that big wedding. Granted, I don't know how much of like, the, the royal family you kind of like learned about when you were younger but I didn't know much of anything outside of Princess Diana because it's just not it wasn't taught to us like in school because it wasn't it ain't our damn country anyway but, <laughs> so when they had this wedding I was like oh wow that's so beautiful I didn't see any of like this other stuff coming but it still does not surprise me yeah mm -hmm. it does not yeah I 100% agree yeah I feel like and you're right we do who, who really knows who knows? Mm -hmm. All I know is like, I'm with you. Like, I didn't think about, I really did not think about any of this. And I also feel like it's because like social media was like, oh, like we have a first black, you know, duchess. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just, you mm -hmm. know, and so we, it's, we, we even get time to really like think critically about the nuance of just that, of her blackness, of like colorism and like really what that means, because like we're supposed to just take it and be happy, but not think about all of the other issues that may, you know, come with that. So, yeah, again, this is why like I find it very hard to tune into these like big topics and because it just be so one sided. And the other thing 
was like the the royal family themselves is like a um hoax or like a, a scam like what do y'all really do national <laughs> power they're they are a brand of of um england yeah and i feel like they're holding on to what little social power they still do have left which kind of like leads to their um they have like a not a relationship i don't want to say relationship but they're like in cahoots with the uh the press there and like that's the only thing that's that's keeping them holding on because they have they don't have nothing you know yeah. to make any sorts of decisions or really any cultural influence shit, we couldn't have that shit over in america that's what i do know that's what i do know well shit we would have if they caught well didn't we weren't we colonized though by that uh yeah yeah who knows thank god <laughs> not the american that i know we don't even respect the president and <laughs> let alone a king and queen shit right king and queen who the only king i serve is up there <laughs> <laughs> a heavenly father i know that's right there's <laughs> only one king and that's king Jesus. girl you went up to like southern black folk i promise you okay right? girl mm -mm, that's like something my mama would say it's <laughs> <laughs> like going around like when you um tell me you grew up in a black church without telling me that you grew up in a black church girl i i uh comment on that i don't know if you know this song but it's called in the sanctuary by kirk carr you know the song we lift our hands in the sanctuary well at the end they have like this part where they modulate from you know uh note to note and then they sing <laughs> Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. And it keeps going up and up and up. And then that's when you think the song is over. They're like, and we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes. And it just keeps going. <laughs> no. You'll be singing that song about 20 minutes. Like, I am ready to go home. So that's what reminds me of being a part of the Black. There's just so many things in the Black church, but that one thing specifically, I'm like, this song needs to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Keep reprising, shoot. Mm -hmm. Lord. <sighs> Speaking of the Black church, now I guess we talk about <laughs> Kirk B. Franklin. Uh, now, I again, I just stumbled upon this when I was just like on Facebook doing mm -hmm. whatever I'd be doing, mostly trying to like check on somebody or like see what people are up to. And I heard what Kirk Franklin was saying to his son. <laughs> Disrespectful. Now I would say it is crazy because, like, I think just a couple of days prior, I watched his tiny desk. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it was just like so good. It was like so rejuvenating. And usually, I I I like Kirk Franklin, but he's like he. He's not like the end all be all gospel singer, you know? Yeah. He's more of a composer. Uh, is it a composer? A writer rather than a singer. But he don't, he can't really sing like that. He he does like more of like songwriting and putting songs together. Oh, he does sing like composing. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think. Uh, I have been through a lot of feelings when it comes to family. Um, feelings that I'm still like having to like sit with and uh, process and make sense of. And so when I heard the audio, 
um, of Kirk Franklin talking to his, you know, son. I was, I was like shocked and hurt and also not surprised, you know, because like, I feel like, you know, in many households, particularly like black households, like I, like that, that type of like uh, verbal abuse, which is what it was, Mm. um, happens so often and it's just normalized. And so I don't know, like, I feel that people, one, were saying like, oh, like that's not like abuse. Like that's just, you know, there's just like normal and like, you know, like I just, I don't know. Yeah, but hold on. So I don't, if people haven't heard what, um, Kirk Franklin said basically he and his son got into a verbal spat. I don't know what the nature of the argument is, but it's clear that they don't have a good relationship. The son is like, uh, I think in his early 30s, 30 to 33 or something like that. And Kirk is as old as he is. Um, and I don't know he was off if he was a son that grew up in that family. So I don't know what their relationship dynamic is like. But basically, um, the 30-year-old the son recorded the conversation with Kirk Franklin where he was cussing him out. He called him like a bitch-ass nigga and said, I'm going to put stomp my foot in. Well, I don't know if he said stomp. In your ass. He did. He did. He said, he said stomp. Like the song. You know, that's what I was trying to come up with like something like that. And I was like, Kirk Franklin, but the stomp. <laughs> he, well, he did. He said he's about to stomp, a, uh, put his foot up his ass or something like that. So, well, it's clear that they have a toxic um, parent-child relationship. So that's just like, just to frame the conversation. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that was like pretty much it. So, and I just like, I kind of want it to be normalized of saying that, you know, like this is not okay. You mm-hmm. know, like that type of like behavior that parents display to their child, like it's just not okay. Mm-hmm. And I also think about Bell Hooks, like all about love and her chapter when it had talked about like respecting you, your spouse, respecting yourself and respecting your child and like loving your child and what that looks like. Verbal abuse is not that at all. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, like what well, I do know. I know that it's not okay. And also talking about family dynamics, I think that it should be normalized for people to cut off family members who do not show them the respect that they asked for and that they deserve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's that's absolutely 100% um, fair and right, especially when you have like a history with, uh, a history of toxicity with a particular family member. I'm still just trying to like piece together, I guess it was because I actually didn't know he had an older son. Um, I didn't know he had an older son. I didn't know that he had a fractured relationship with his older son. The custom part don't, it's nothing about that that surprises me or should surprise anybody else. Like Christians cuss all the time. Some Christians are not um, like healthy or, or positive like parents or like role models to their children. So that part really didn't, didn't surprise me too much it's more so like I don't know like I, I can't you can't be like a figure in the church to me and feel like well no I not even say that because what happens a lot of time is because people are in the church we kind of put them on like a pedestal or pedestal pedestal or exalt them to a certain degree and like have these expectations of what they should or should not be like mm-hmm. when they're really they came to the, they, we only know them because of their talent, not because like they should be exalted as 
you know, somebody that's close next to God or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, I will say, I don't feel like I want to cancel Kirk Franklin because I just love him so much. And I just feel like there's, there's still more for me to like discover. He did come out and apologize, which I don't really care about that all too much. He had no choice to if he wanted to keep his brand. If he wanted to keep his brand. And then he talked about like them going to therapy and like trying out all these different sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really know how I feel. I know that that was not right. And that verbal abuse from any family member should never be tolerated the other thing was like I don't know what it feels like to have a parent curse at me because my parents never really cursed at me like that I've been cursed at before but like I've never experienced being cursed out by like one of my parents yeah so I don't even know what that feels like that 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 is very good I I have been cursed out by my parents multiple times this but there's a difference between being cursed out and like he was calling him names like like my parents have never like said yo bitch like I can never imagine have you been called names yeah (laughs) so and and I think and I will say for me I, I think that it is just that I think that it's yes you can curse at your child and be like you stupid ass bitch you know, you can say, stop acting like a bitch. You can say, get your ass in your room like I told you to shut the fucking door. You know, it's, it's all those things that to me is just not, it's just not healthy and it's a power dynamic, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I just don't, I don't know, like, I think to what you were saying too, Yes, like he is human, right? Yes, that he he is this figure and whatever. I don't know if he's like a pastor, is he? I don't think he is. No. And so I never want to put people on a pedestal, right? Because that, that is absolutely not fair to that person because it's not what they asked for. However, I do think that there is something to be said about people that are that 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 do put themselves on a pedestal and talk to people about their lives when they don't live that life. Oh, girl, that's so true. And I don't and I don't I don't think that that is like totally fair. And I see that a lot in church settings. Oh, no, that's that's 100 percent true, especially with pastors. Yeah. And so. I I don't agree with canceling anybody because like nobody is perfect, right? But I, I feel like the, the conversations that I think need to be brought to light is like really how we talk to our children and then how we expect them to still respect you, to still show up, to still love you unconditionally when there has never been real love in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because it can't exist. Like Bell Hooks said it herself. Like, you know, abuse cannot exist alongside of love. The two right. are polar opposites. Each other out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the times, like especially with like black children and like black families, we are taught to like still love your family unconditional despite the harm and the violence that they have caused you, and to mm-hmm. minimalize, you know, being cursed at as if it's oh, it's just you know. Mm-hmm. You know, but those have real true implications to how your child or how your spouse or how your sibling sees themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, it's just like, to me, I'm like, oh my God, like, 
it's just, it's always, it's very like triggering too. So it's just like hearing that and then seeing people like excuse it and like think of it as something like, oh, like you are just overreacting. Like this is just, you know, like, you know, arguing back and forth. And yes, it, it was that. And it was very abusive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I agree with you 100%. I, heard, I saw a lot of people also saying like, oh, he only recorded one part of the conversation. You didn't hear what the son said back to him. But to that, I'd still say like, there's no excuse you can lose your temper sure but there's no excuse for like verbally assaulting or like violating your child like especially when you get to the point it's one thing like you said it's one thing to say like you know what about the fucking like get your ass off the phone but like to sit here and be like yo bitch ass i'll stop a motherfucking holding it like that's different yeah yeah well i you know wait can you say that again one, I feel like there's a difference between, neither is right, but one is there's a difference between losing your temper and saying things that you should not say or being like a verbally aggressive. And there's a dip, another part where like you are violent and harmful in what you say. So I feel like there's a difference in being like, you getting on my damn nerves, I'll call you back shit. Or and versus being like, you getting on my motherfucking nerves, I'll stomp a hole in your bitch ass. Like there's a difference there. Yeah, I mean, I still think that both are like. No, I I'm saying that they are both harmful, mm-hmm. but there's something about like talking to your child. Like, I don't even know how to phrase it, but like being verbally like harmful to your child, like violent and aggressive. I've never had my mom or my dad call me like a bitch ass, or call me a punk ass, or call me stupid, or anything like that. I have had my parents be like. Um, I don't even know if they said this, like close the damn door or like something like that, where I knew that they were frustrated with me and they did lose their temper, which was still something to be worked on, but they never like spoken to me like less than a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess like, I wonder maybe, and I just like, oh, I think it's also why like, I'm like, I don't think I will ever curse at my child because like, I feel like, even like my cousins when they when their mom would like be like get your monkey ass upstairs you know or yeah. shut the fuck up or shut you know like to me like I've been told to shut the fuck up by my parents right mm-hmm. and so to me like what that did to me, like as a 15 year old was just silence my whole existence. And that was the one day that I stopped at all, like talking about my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And so just by saying that, when people are like, okay, well, this is what, cause I, cause I, I, I never want to say that like saying shut the fuck up is, is lesser than somebody saying shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because when I was told to shut the fuck up, I knew that my voice did, did not matter. I knew that my feelings did not matter and that I needed to like swallow everything that I was like feeling mm-hmm. and digest it somewhere else. You know, and that was the day that my, and, and granted like my parents like don't really know me, like who I am like now, but it also distanced us considerably to the point that like I am still the same as a 26 year old today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and so I I think my feelings I feel like both is incredibly damaging mm-hmm. you know because like I think also and I, I just saw this post it was like your parents can be the first line of bullies 
and I, and I really under and I really do like you know understand even when they don't know or when they don't intend it because no because no one ever wants to equate their family member as being a bully you know right. being, being harmful or being hurtful however those things can happen mm-hmm. you know? and like I I don't know and, and like I just uh, I, I just feel like youth are told all the time and like children no matter how old you are are always told to excuse your parents or whomever is doing the harm in your family mm-hmm. um, they are your parents or because like they are your um loved ones so <sighs> I think not okay no you go ahead no I was saying that 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 makes me think about like the ways that I probably excuse like my own because I've been very um I'd say like very empathetic to like my parents different like situations like how they kind of grew up and they came up in the world and now that I'm an adult I can like rationalize oh that's why he was kind of like the way he was oh that's why his temper was like so short sometimes because he dealt with this when he was a child so like I feel like that's where like my my frame of thought kind of like come comes from and like like because my dad my neither my parents like I said were ever what I would consider to be abusive towards me but I I still think that there were certain behaviors that were not the healthiest that he like could have improved or like grew from had he known better when he was like a child and over time he has like learned better because I had to tell him myself like when you because I'm trying to think of like a certain behavior that's not necessarily cursing them that he used to do probably like so my dad used to be used to be still is kind of short-tempered and like when he used to say like enough is enough that's it his eyebrow would go up, his voice would get like a certain type of way and he'd be like all tense and stuff. So like from that, I kind of like took that and just kind of learned to like you said, kind of shut up and kind of like shy back in a way. Um, when I felt like people were getting, you know, tense or aggressive with me, particularly men because he's like, you know, one of the men in my life, which is not healthy, but I still knew for, for him, it wasn't coming from a place of like, oh, he hates me or like, oh, he's like being violent, violent and abusive towards me, even though it was not healthy. What, I, what I'm saying is like, I feel like the other part of that in this Kirk Franklin conversation, you can tell he does not like him. And I felt like anything that I experienced with my dad, it wasn't because he didn't like me, it was because it was like an unhealthy, like way of coping or like, um, dealing with difficulty difficulty which is own like separate thing but I never felt like he did not like me so like if your parent is like cussing you out and like oh you a bitch ass nigga oh you need to get off my phone I don't even know why I fucking called you that is very violent and and I honestly feel like there's no room for growth compared to like this other unhealthy behavior where there is some room for growth that's why I feel like I'm trying to like Mm. convey yeah neither are good neither are good both are unhealthy both are toxic but one I feel like there's a an opportunity to kind of like grow and the other I don't I don't know what Kirk Franklin and his son can kind of like do especially because their relationship seems seems very like tumultuous and like it has been for a while yeah yeah I would definitely I I would definitely um agree with that would you say like so when you you're talking about like your your dad's behavior do you what I'm hearing like do you think that it was more about him than it was mm-hmm. you 
Yeah, I definitely think it was more about him. But with this, I feel like it was more about the son than the father. Mm. And so when you feel like those things like happen, because like I feel like with some people outside of like, I'm going to say like my siblings or like my cousins or like other people that like I'm friends with, all this stuff, it do be about them. Mm -hmm. But like, what about the pain that it causes like you as a person and like the impact that it has on how you see yourself, how you navigate, you know, other like relationships or opportunities and things like that? I think that definitely still matters. I'm not saying that it doesn't. What I'm saying, you're saying that it doesn't. I was just saying like, how does that impact you? It definitely impacted the way I like interacted with other men in particular. Like, for instance, like if I was like dating a guy and I felt like he took on the same behaviors of like my dad, like got very like stoic and quiet or even got like, not aggressive to like physically or anything, but like he put his foot down of sorts and then I would kind of like, Mm -hmm. because that's the same thing I used to do with my dad to like help him kind of like decompress and like calm down which is something that I like had to learn so that there's definitely you know consequences or repercussions for both of those those things yeah but I also feel like that's why at least with black men you that you have to learn how to how to like navigate your emotions Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes with like black black boys they have a hard time because like the world kind of sets them up for that. Even like in, in family relationships, like black boys are taught like not to show their feelings. Oh, you acting like a punk. Oh, you acting like a sister. So they like hold those things. They internalize those things, but they still like, there are consequences for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I'm also thinking about like, relationships and between like women and like men and because of like toxic masculinity. And I'm like, you feel insecure with yourself, right? But you also are threatened by me as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, that's a whole nother like book. That I All I know is I like parents, humans that take care of children, yourself or your other family members, be respectful and talk to them with respect not how you want to be treated because maybe you want to be treated like a dick (laughs) okay yeah don't be surprised when people start leaving you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I, i also think like there's a and granted this this guy he's 30 years old but when we think about like younger children Mm -hmm. i feel like children are not respected like when we talk about kids and we think about they they don't they're usually not given like agency with their own opinions, with their own thoughts. If they say something that differs from like the adult in their life or the parent rather is, you know, you talking back and stuff. And they just don't, they're usually not given an opportunity to kind of like explore the way they feel and like have autonomy. And so when they get, you know, older in their teens and like young adult lives, then you kind of like conform to that same like train of thought. And that's why sometimes it takes us a while to, fi- I mean, granted, it takes you a while in your twenties to figure yourself, to figure yourself out anyway. But if you've never had the opportunity to do that, might take you a little longer or might be a little bit more difficult to like peel back those layers right or you might fuck up a whole lot (laughs) you might fuck up a whole lot all because your parents told you to shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) no we feel (laughs) 
it is not an isolated event. We know that like it happens to a lot of people and their families and hopefully we can break the generational curse and whatever that is. Yeah, and then, I mean, well, this last part, because I just had a lot of feelings about it. But like when I have my own kids, it made me, because granted, I don't think, because I, I don't cuss people out in general. So I know I'm not going to cuss my kids out and I wasn't raised like that either. But in other ways of like losing my temper, so like I explained with my dad, how he got like real, you know, foot down, quiet, tense, which you still knew, like, ooh, yeah. will I be like that? Or will I be like, you know, I really don't appreciate that you did that. This is why I want you to kind of like learn from this experience. I just wonder what kind of parent I'll be in that regard. And it makes me like nervous sometimes. Like, cause sometimes you unintentionally like repeat patterns that were like, you know, placed yeah. upon you. And yeah. that's just something that I don't, you know, ever want to do. Yeah. This makes me nauseous. Absolutely. Yep, I'm there with you, hon. I don't do that. I don't, I curse like a sailor, but I am. Yeah, I, I do not believe in cursing like kids. Or dogs for that matter. Speaking of repeating patterns, have you heard about the, the Papa of John? No, I'm like, what the hell is he doing now? Even stand and start long. So okay, so you remember some years ago, Papa John was having a hard time because he ended up. I think he was recorded like saying the n word on um, in like one of his board meetings or something. Or he was outed. Yeah. Huh? I'm not surprised. So it's just some bullshit. So then I ended up going like on a years long Papa John strike. I'm talking. I hadn't had it in good five, six years probably um for my own because if it was like at a pizza party or like a social some of course I'm gonna eat the pizza but <laughs> he um there's like a point where he was trying to like correct his image and they ended up giving money to I want to say Bennett College when they were going through like their financial crisis for the university and all this kind of stuff um but long story short um I ended up starting to eat Papa John's again like maybe at the top of this year or maybe like the end of last year but huh Papa is good it's good. That garlic sauce gets you every time. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, it's good. Mm -hmm. But he came out a couple of weeks ago um, sharing that it's been, he's been working really hard to not say the N word anymore. Because <laughs> he, he knows it's not a good thing to say. He knows that it's, you know, has a long history of like racialized violence and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, why don't you come out and say that? What was he doing? Like saying negative plants at home? Like, so you can get it all out? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't understand why you would come out and say it's been difficult for me not to say the word that got me canceled in the first place. That means he's been practicing in his home, y'all. Mm -hmm. Calling the Brigadier nigga, mm -hmm. calling his dog that, mm -hmm. or that. Nigga, 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 nigga. He just, I'm like, why would you come out and say that? I have been working really, really hard. I just want you all to know not to say that in word no more. That's embarrassing. And I'm also wondering, like, what is it about nigga that just white people feel compelled to say? Everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody. Everybody. Everybody, for sure. I'm like, is it because we made it cool again to say it? Like, there's so many words that you could choose. So many words. Y'all see me up here calling you that? Well, that's not a racialized word. I was gonna say broski. But <laughs> whatever kind of fucking language y'all like to use. 
What is one thing I think is so interesting? You don't ever see black people picking up other people's cultures, like slang that they use particularly to like other. We cannot. You never catch any black Americans doing that. Because we got our own shit. We do, period. We stay over here. Why are so many people so invested in us? Because we we everything is cool. Where's our money? You said where's our money? (laughs) Everything we say is cool. So it kind of like catches fire and other, you know, cultures want to use it. And then they gaslight us for it saying, oh, like, I mean, I can say it. Like, it's a word. Like, bitch. No, you know. Okay. All right. It's just a word. Shoot. Okay. I'm sick of it. Me too. I'm sick of it. Me too. I don't steal y'all damn culture, but y'all ain't got nothing. Potatoes. I have no intention of being in nobody else's shit. No. You don't still see me stealing your great grandma recipe for shepherd's pie. Girl, or uh string bean casserole. Or string bean casserole. <laughs> I hate casseroles. Girl, well, I, I do enjoy a string bean casserole. I'm a, a green bean casserole mm-hmm. and a sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top. No, mm-hmm. I like nothing casserole. Don't mm-hmm. ever put anything on my table casserole. I'm gonna look at it. And be very oh. upset. It's just so disgusting. Like I hate. I also feel like casserole is like the key dish to every Christmas movie that's white. Well, that, that could be true. I have no. But what's wrong with that? Tasty. Depending no. on All I have is green bean bacon. And mozzarella cheese, and then a little crunchy. That is not that is not green bean casserole. That's green bean casserole to white people. Green bean casserole is is yeah. You, you can use fresh green beans, and you get you like some cream of mushroom the soup that come the come in the candle Campbell's can, and then you get the um, crispy. What do you call those things? Fried onions, and you put that on top. Girl, green bean casserole good if you get it right. We don't get your little seasoning. We don't do green bean casserole. We never have. We ever did that. Girl. Mama, she make it from time to time. I don't know if this is like white, but the only, if this is white, the only white thing our Black family do is seven layer salad. (laughs) Oh, girl, stop. (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually had one. I've seen them before, but I don't think I've ever ever had. She make the best seven layer salad. She do. Mm-hmm. Girl. I mean, you know, a little white thing here and there. Shoot. Ours would definitely probably be casserole. Alicia ain't never had no, uh, what's it called? The fruit salad they be making? Fruit ambrosia? That no. I remember you were telling me about that. That shit looking nasty. I was at a funk. Oh, no, no, no. I, we had a uh, Thanksgiving dinner in college uh, years ago. And we had it over at our apartment. And this guy... He was black, went to Howard. <laughs> he brought over fruit ambrosia in a big ass bowl. Like a bowl is literally as big as my hand. And he was like, here, we was all like, what's that? <laughs> Bless his heart. He like literally was like, mom, once they eat this, they're gonna never say that was nasty. They're gonna they're gonna be asking me for this recipe. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's you know what the worst thing is when you bring something. No, to a function and you the only person that took that scoop <laughs> and then you gotta take this shit back home oh my god why are we like that why are we like that i 
feel like you know what I would never do I feel like if that was a thing I will always I will always take everything unless it has like pork or something in it mm-hmm. but I just I just I don't want people to feel that way well you're the only person to take that big layer <laughs> Say like that is like a huge anxiety, which is why I don't really cook for people because people can be like cut. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even, I'm not putting myself through that. Some of you bitches like high sodium, do what you want to do. <laughs> I have very low salt, so. Oh my god, that is hilarious to me. Yeah, he ended up taking that big ass bowl right the fuck back home. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Okay, now, do you want to, well, I guess we should probably say that. Demi Lovato is coming out with a um, documentary, but I'll let you watch the, the um, what do you call it later? I saw it. Was it the yeah. Are you watch it? Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I may tune in to it. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of think, I don't know. I, I do know. I feel like I can see a little like alignment between just like the mental health issue mm-hmm. and like crashing, not so much like the overdose, but you know, drugs and yeah. I don't know that she'd had that hard of a life. I knew about like the heroin use. Um, but from that, I'm also interested in knowing like about her backstory. Like how does she get into it because I feel like heroin is like a very old school drug like I I know now I know how much more prevalent it actually is than what I originally thought like a lot of the old school I knew like Ray Charles was on heroin I just watched the um Billie Holiday versus U.S. uh, movie and she was on heroin so I knew that it was like a lot more pervasive back then but there are just certain drugs like heroin or like crack that I'm just have a hard time understanding how people even get into I'd be interested in learning more about pharmaceutical drugs. Hmm. Pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. But I really do like Demi Lovato. So I really do too. I don't know her personally, but I do (laughs) I I I do like feel like when I do see her, there's like, I don't know, like I just feel connected. Mm -hmm. I think she's relatable. I think that that's what I'm looking at. She is relatable. I, I could see that for sure. And she also just seems like a down to earth like like person you could just talk to. Mm-hmm. I like her. Well, we've been, I don't know how long we've been on. I don't know what our time is, but we don't we always do this. We always do. We just be talking. Um, you ready? Yes. Well, for, before we get to our review, we always do read between the wines. Um, the wine that we'll be reviewing this week before we get all into it is actually from Mary J. Blash. Okay. Um, it's her son, Yvonne Blanc. Huh? Yeah, MJB. You're MJB. <laughs> I still think it's interesting that we both went to the store and then, because we were talking to white people, we were like, um, have you ever heard of a wine called Sun Goddess? It was like, oh, the marriage of Blash. I was like, yay. <laughs> you know, the black people be up in their ass, girl. you know, put white people on. Let me know how it tastes. I'm not coming to see you. Okay, <laughs> but I was very surprised. You know what I was talking about? Like, and then the guy, he was also like, "We also have this. Um, it's a wine called Black Girl Magic." I'm like, "I know Black Girl." 
<laughs> like, what if he said, I'm not black? <laughs> what if he said that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, so sorry, ma'am. And you're like, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you know, I'm black. <laughs> that is hella funny. Okay. Um, for our read between the lines this week, I'm gonna make it easy for you. And so I'll look, I'll I guess I should probably share some about it. But the read between the lines is to spell Savon Blanc without messing up in 10 seconds. I'm gonna time you. Ready. Oh, you kind of froze. Yeah. You better not look it up. Well, okay, I, I will say I thought. Did you hear I, the? Uh... <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, no. okay, no Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take it. I'll do it. <laughs> but you already spell looked it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really. Know. I I think I know how to spell it, but I didn't look at it. Okay. Oh, let me pull it up. I just had it. Okay, go ahead and start. Spell it. Yeah. Savon, I don't even know how to pronounce it right. Savion Blanc, S A U B I G N O N. Savion Blanc is easy. B L A N C. Yeah, that's how you spell it. Savion. How do you pronounce it? Savion Blanc. Blanc is French. It's Savion Blanc for real? Yeah. Okay. So for those that don't know, we actually also got this wine book because, you know, we're pretending wine connoisseurs from Target. It's called a very nice glass of wine and it's a guided journal. So if you buy this, which actually probably isn't available anymore, um, <laughs> you'll uh, get to read about different types of wines and their origins. You'll learn more about like their notes. Um, and then they have like this interactive wine journal at the end where you can review can't be seen where you can review each one that you try okay so um this one says about seven on seven on blanc is that the correct pronunciation yes seven blanc i know for sure because that's how that white bitch was pronouncing it when I oh, you would tell the story real quick i don't even know what is there to tell other than i used to be a server at this high-end seafood restaurant and i was new i don't know nothing about wine and this lady was like, I want a Samyon Blanc. And it's like, first of all, you don't have to pronounce it like you're from fucking Paris, bitch. It's Paris, okay? And it's Samyon Blanc, like enunciate. Mm -hmm. And she got upset because I brought her Samyon Pinot. <laughs> and she's like, that's not what I asked for. Honestly, I didn't know that Pinot was red and Samyon Blanc was like, obviously white because Blanc. <laughs> but... <laughs> Still, like, get out somewhere. And so now I know what she was saying, Sauvignon Blanc, okay? All right, so just a little bit of background about Sauvignon Blanc. Um, this is actually written from the perspective of the author, Helen McGinn. So she says, I always think of Sauvignon Blanc as being a rather uptight grape. Basically, what I mean, and kind of personality, I mean, it's like a, the, the Karen of wine. Okay. Basically, if any grape needed a drink, this one does. It's lean, linear, and the grape used to make Sancerre, so I know it can do posh, but sometimes it tries too hard. Think of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, more passion fruit than the nip-in-at-the-waist nip in Sancerre-style Sauvignons. That's more my style, in fact. Savion Blanc used to fall into the floral or herbaceous category of descriptors, but styles are now more varied than never. Nevertheless, if I stuck my nose into a glass and didn't get a hint of grass, lime, passion fruit, I would feel cheated. 
okay. I didn't. I don't like the description. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's very like um, description. And it also didn't really tell us. Can you look up where it comes from? It didn't tell us like. It comes. It from usually tells us the country's origin. Or did it? Did I miss it? They did say something about New Zealand, but let's see. No. That's why we're here to learn, folks. It says Samyang Blanc is a green skin grape variety that originates from the Bordeaux. Where? The Bordeaux region of France. Oh, France. Okay. The grape <laughs> most likely gets its name from the French words sauvage and Blanc due to its early origins as an indigenous grape in southwest France. It's possibly a descendant from Savaginine. <laughs> Where? Sweetness of resulting wine, dry or sweet. Wine color is white wine. Okay. Well, shoot. We learned what we need to learn. So do you, have you ever had Sauvignon Blanc or do you like them? I have had a Sauvignon Blanc. I don't really recall like being um, wild by it because when I was a server, we used to always have to taste wine so we could sell it. Hmm. But there is always like very like dry, yeah. Like the grape, and then yeah. like you would be like, get mussels. Well, not mussels because it's a white wine, so you do steamers. That's another thing. What with what, what did they say to pair it with? I feel like it's like you said a seafood uh, type wine. Oh, oh wow! Oh, go ahead. No, you froze. What did you say? It's it said you can pair Savon Blanc with fried chicken, crab cakes, baked and roasted chicken, veggie and vegetarian recipes, and grilled seafood. So I guess it's more of like a wine that pairs well with like very savory, like seafoods or like um, poultry. I miss being a server. I know you do. <laughs> it was like a fun job, really. All right. Well, okay. a little bit more about Sun Goddess. Do you want to share it or me? Oh, you. I'll go check unless you want to. Hmm. I think that was you. Okay. This is what the bottle looks like. Okay. It's a nice, pretty gold color. You could tell like it had, it looks like a gold record to me, like the emblem at the front. Um, so this was actually vented, remember that word, in 2019. And it's a dry wine. Um, this one actually says it's from Italy. And the alcohol content, which is the most important part, is 12.5. So it'll definitely get you a little lit. So let's go ahead and try it, shall we? Yes. Okay, let me go get my bottle. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Got my glass. Let's do this. Glass is courtesy of want wine tree. Dollar tree. Sorry, one line when she said she get glasses from Dollar Tree. Um, I should use my aerator. If you guys don't have an aerator, you should get one. I'll explain it in just a moment. Where's my... We'll be better prepared next time. You got yours? Once again, I need to clean my apartment. 
Name here, girl. Oh. Hey. Oh, you opened yours already? Oh no, but you did. No. So okay, the notes that we are looking for, are, or some of them probably. Probably should have looked. Excuse me. Um, it doesn't say, so I'm gonna look that up. But at least in the book, she said we're looking for like notes of lime, some grass, and something else. Citrusy, I guess. Banana too, if I remember correctly. Okay. okay. Mary J. Oh no, this is called Sun Goddess. Notes. Okay, tropical notes of passion fruit, right? Banana and melon with hints of spice. So those are the notes that we're looking for. And I actually went to get my um, aerator. So if you ever, uh, well, I got mine from Marshalls. But so an aerator is really just a filter that you use to like filter your wines. And it's actually supposed to like open up the flavor and make it taste uh, even more fresh when you uh, pour through. So I'm gonna use my aerator mm -hmm. after I open my bottle. The packaging is well too, it's really nice. Okay. I cannot wait to try this. Huh? I cannot wait to try this. Yeah. Oh, let's go. We should do a challenge one day of how long it takes us to open a bottle. To see if it's good. Oh my God, I wasn't even... Huh? I used to hate open a bottle. I feel like you're quick. You're quick today. Huh? Okay. I love the sound of a freshly popped cake. Okay, there we go. Ooh. I love that sound. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and pour through my aerator into my glass. And because like ah uh, my finish it tonight. Huh? It definitely. Sorry, that's how you know it's working. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yep. Oh. Mm. Okay. What do you smell? Mine's, what do I smell? Pear? Yeah, something like melons, definitely. I definitely smell lemon. I could smell a little melon. Mm, I'm getting a lot of citrus, like acidic fruits. Yeah, I'm actually looking for a banana, but I'm not sure how, how that was really put in here. And if it was. <laughs> I didn't at all, to be quite honest. Um, but let's, oh, 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 for the one time, for the one time, for the one time, since we didn't get to hear it last time. This is an ode to the winemaker herself. Okay, I'll play it and we cheers and then we drink. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, cheers.
Oh, sorry. What do you think? It doesn't taste too far from the Pinot from last week. Really? Yeah. Let's do, okay, a few more sips. The note, I don't really get notes of melon too strongly. I'm definitely not tasting that banana. What were the other notes? Passion fruit, I think. Yeah. I can I can kind of get some passion fruit. I can I can get some of that. And I'm not really getting much spice. I'm not really sure what spice they were uh referring to. What do you think? It just Yeah, it, well, it tastes like a lifeless bottle. I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm a little underwhelmed. Um, I mean, the shit was chill. It's supposed to be chilled, right? I chilled mine. It does say that it is a dry wine, so I guess that helps to set the expectation. I mean, but it doesn't taste like a good dry wine. Mm-hmm. Microclimate. Oh, I was just reading the back. Premium quality wine. And it's Italian, which usually Italians have really good wine. So I, I, I'm trying to get to the, I keep sipping because I'm trying to get to something mm -hmm. um, that I'm just not quite getting there. So I'm going to read the, the winemaker notes. So Okay. So it says straw yellow with lively greenish tinges, intensely aromatic with tropical notes of passion fruit, banana, and melon and hints of spice, mm -hmm. particularly structured with a balance between an intense acidity and smoothness with the long finish. I, I will say, I do think that it's smooth. It's a little, um, I don't say bitter, but I guess dry, but it's not like that dry that like gets to your, I always call them your glycums. <laughs> to get back there so it goes down smoothly so that's nice I would say you were right because like I I don't feel it towards whatever you just said I kind of feel it towards your like my what call them your glycums your glycums okay they're not by, by what Alexis calls your glycums we should put an anatomy description of what she means on our Instagram glycums right here y'all <laughs> I feel like I want to say it's sour, but I don't think that's the appropriate word. Mm -hmm. I want to say that it's, it's, it has like, like it's, it's acidity. I do have some of that, but it just, if it tastes. I just like I'm not I'm I'm also like a little like underwhelmed like I'm not getting like oh, I will say though when I did do a first swig I did taste a banana I didn't get that at, at, at any point actually I'm also like the money to be chilled a little bit more it is um the style is crisp or it's supposed to be crisp but mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like maybe mine wasn't chilled enough you don't feel like yours is crisp I'm getting crisp mm -mm. yours was now was yours cold Mine was chilled. So it was like a little bit, like I'm saying, a little cold. A little cold. 
like yeah just just like like temperature that you would get you know when you um go to a restaurant yeah because mine i felt like it was the same but I'm, i don't feel like it's crisp when i drink like a pinot i'm getting crisp when i definitely drink like a, a nice riesling i'm getting something that's like crisp but i don't know if i would describe this wine as, as, as such Ooh. it's definitely light-bodied so it's not you know not not too much over overwhelming mm. let's read what the reviews say yeah because I am not. I'm not sure my screen is so you can look. Oh, can you post? Can you enable share, screen share? I feel like I'm at work. Can you see my screen? If I hear a person say that one more fucking time. Oh, wait. Oh, you start sharing your screen. I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yes, because of your screen, Karen. We're, we're a year into the pandemic. We will tell you if we can't see your screen. Okay. Let's see. So we can read them together. All right, so um, this one says crisp taste. I'm so happy I purchased Mary J. Blige wine. I love the flavors, the smooth crisp. I didn't pair it with anything. However, I just drank, I just drank it on a Sunday. <laughs> okay, just drank it. It looks pretty in that glass though. We sit outside. Are we like missing something? I mean, we're only one, but. Who doesn't love Mary J. Blige? Got a bottle of her Savon, Savon Blanc as a Christmas gift. Normally, I don't drink. Normally, I don't drink that. I usually go for sweeter wines, but something about that blend is so good that I returned to the store and probably bought four more bottles, and I gave two away and kept two for myself. They lying. They're lying. Very good and smooth. A hint of berries for an aftertaste. See, I'm not getting none of that. I, the other part, I feel like they're saying this because it's Mary J. Blige's wine. And we love Mary and we stand Mary, but we also still have to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we, here we go, here we go. Okay, I tried it and not impressed. It's sour. Somebody said it was sour. That's why, okay. I was like, I feel like it's kind of um, sour. See, I'm not getting sour. Maybe because I, I really like sour things. I don't know, let me say so. It was ordinary and a bit sour. Someone says, excellent citrus notes. Um, medium bodied with citrus notes on my palate. This is when I'm getting citrus. It was a nice honey hue to it, as well as an acidic finish. Okay. Fresh and clean. Fresh and clean, crisp, refreshing and clean. See, a lot of people saying crisp. Maybe that makes me feel like mine wasn't cold enough. Uh, wow, this is super tasty. Delicious. Oh, see, these people are pretty lying. Oh, Beyonce's in it. Oh, can you imagine if Beyonce came out of wine? I hope you like it if she does. Girl, we would never get our hands on that thing. Can't get our hands on Ivy Park, even though I don't really want any. Me neither, but somebody did get an Ivy Park, an Ivy Park uh, skirt. I was like, you go, bitch. Oh, yeah? yeah I was like, you go, bitch. <laughs> well, so let's see. We discussed what to pair it with. We discussed its origins, its notes. Uh, price point, we didn't talk about that. How much did you pay? $17.99 total wine. Mine was about $19.99, so $20 on East Coast. You know, everything is a little bit more pricey. If it wasn't $17.99, y'all, here it was $19.99 here. Okay, so, but I don't know. It was probably $19.99 there and here. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's just get to the get to the point. Um, three to five key words that will remind me what this wine was like. So what are three to five words to describe? MJB's 
Fowler. And I am good on that. <laughs> Those three words good on that. Um, I keep trying to taste it to see if I'm missing anything. I'm gonna try one more time. That's oh, that was still citrusy. I was gonna say more berry. I'm gonna go with um light, um underwhelming, and citrusy. Those are my three words. Um, if you did uh pair this wine with the food, what would you eat it with? Most likely. Oh, definitely some seafood, maybe some steamers or something like with like soup, soup and seafood. Mm -hmm. mm, that would be good. That's not a bad idea. I was going to say, well, granted, I can't eat seafood like that because I got a shellfish allergy, but oh. <laughs> seafood that I can enjoy. Um, yeah. maybe, huh? I never want to believe that you actually have that. I'm just waiting on the day that it's really not a thing anymore. When I go to the doctor, I'm going to get an allergy test to, to confirm or deny. Um, right. <laughs> you confirm? No. What, what is it? Can you either confirm nor deny? Yeah, because this is crazy. But I probably do like scallops or um. Isn't that seafood? Yeah, that's definitely seafood. But you can eat scallops. Not shellfish, huh? It's not. It don't got no shell on it. Mm -mm. Why did I think that scallop was like shrimp's cousin? <laughs> Girl, not shrimp's cousin. Yeah, I can't do like. Of course, shrimp. Really? I've had crab before. I do remember when I first moved here because, you know, Maryland is big on seafood. I didn't have no uh, allergic reaction or anything like that. It's just, it might be something about shrimp in particular. Mm. I don't know. But um, probably something seafood-based like that. I wouldn't do it with anything savory like a steak or nothing. That, I don't know if that would pair well. Um, all right, let's get to the heart, to the shit that matters. Uh, you gonna buy it again or not? No, no, I'm not either. One, because I am uh, underwhelmed by it, but it also is pretty pricey. Like if I get a wand, like Black Girl Magic, for instance, when we uh, bought that brute, even though that brute is actually like between 20 and $24, I would buy that again. It wouldn't be like my weekly wine, but I would purchase it again. This, I'm not... I'm not into enough to, to buy again. Granted, I don't really even like Savon Blancs, but I even think that this particular Savon Blanc is, is not the best that it could be. Mm -hmm. I agree. I've had better. Little you don't marry. We, yeah, always, you know, we can't be good at everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she just came out with this and so maybe she can improve the formula or I don't know, whatever. But I mean, we still- Vinted. In 2019, which is not even that long ago. Mm -mm. But like, isn't it like the wine wasn't, if it's vented, then it's like another third party mixes it and then she just puts her label on it. Is it? Okay. I can't remember. I'm glad that you remember, you retained that vocabulary word. Because I thought vented just meant bottled or cellared. It says vented or cellared, murkier labels. These indicate essentially finished wines purchased in bulk and then given some given some sort of cellar treatment before bottling. This treatment can be blending two or more wines, adding sugar or water, filtering pasteurization, adding flavorings, or something as simple as refrigeration. Oh, I used it in the wrong context. I don't know. Yeah, so it says, uh, hold on. 
If a wine bottle says made in, made in bottled, hold on, I'm sorry. Cause I don't wanna say the wrong thing. Vincent and bottle, I have a subject, true bargain. They're saying, see, why can't they make information easy? Oh, if the bottle indicates vented and bottled, it means the winery on the label may have had little to do with the make. You had it right, making a little wine. You had it right. Okay, good, good, good. So I don't think that Mary J probably hasn't even tried this, to be honest. She probably did a sip. She's tried it, but. Probably did one sip. Give me the contract, P. Ron. <laughs> Give me the contract. You got him, P. Ron? That's what his name is, P. Ron. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's some improvements. You know what I also appreciate about wines? Granted, this one does identify itself as a dry wine. When you get some wines, they'll tell you where they fall on like the spectrum between dry and sweet. One brand that does that in particular is Stella Rosa, but we all know Stella Rosa, that shit like juice is like 5%. But they'll, um, they have like that little spectrum chart. I like when a lot of those have those too. I I this is dry. I pro this is probably like a scale of maybe a two, between a two and four, maybe a three. Mm. I just had Stella Rosa's with um, our other friend Elle and I'm like that shit was literally grape juice literally juice I was like what that shit is juice that was like that shit will give you the shits I'm like if you don't give me no that's some damn grown up wine but you know what there's no such thing of grown up wines everybody grown if you're 21 you grown and you drink whatever wine you want honey okay I just know that ain't for me. It ain't for me. That's what you don't give me that shit. Uh, all right. Uh, we've been here for a while, friends. All right. So we always do. Um, let's move on. That's our wine review for this week. If you have questions about the wine, we're going to, we probably should take a picture of it beforehand. We'll figure that out. We'll post it up on our Instagram, drop some questions in the, um, in the comments, or you can just DM us. Um, so we're going to move on to our sip on that for the week. For those that do not know, sip on that is a segment where we just kind of like go off on things that probably pissed us off for the week. Somebody had us messed up. If we just need to vent and get something off our chest, we're going to sip on that. We're close to the end. Do you have a sip on that for this week for you? I have so many sip on that. Oh yeah? Yes. I don't even know which one is like. Most salient? More salient, exactly. I don't even know. You know, I <laughs> I was on my Facebook, like going through like my saved items, and I was I came across Maxine Waters and that meme that was like famous four years ago, reclaiming my time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to do that with like folks. This one person like that I um, have in one of my classes, like we've been texting back and forth, and um, you know, like I'm just like if you want to text me text me cool mm -hmm. if you initiated texting also i'm under the impression that you want to speak to me so don't be tending me one word text after 15 minutes like bitch you just could have you you could have shot an email and i'm just like would you i don't know like text yeah and i'm just like and we I, and i don't know like I mean, I think we're just like friends, right? But I just think it's so interesting that like people be like trying to like, like I think they either want to get to know you and they see you and I don't know if they get intimidated and then like they still want to see you and talk to you. But then when they start talking to you, they want to send one word text. I'm like, if you don't want to talk, why are you texting me? Mm -mm, that's nice. That makes sense. Like, am I crazy? 
that's that's tank. I don't like anybody texting me for one more text. We don't have to text if that's the case, and it's kind of rude. It is, and like especially like if you initiate it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like if I wasn't checking for you, if I wasn't like trying to like, um, I don't know. It's just because a one more text makes it feel like I'm inconveniencing you or bothering you exactly and i'm like no and it's, it's different if that if 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 i texted um that person and they were giving me one word you know i'm like okay it's clear that they don't want to speak mm-hmm. you know but if you're initiating text and it's one word then like what girl i'm good for not texting back if that's the case especially if it's not something that can be responded to that's how i feel about that one that's just better than that. <laughs> um, my sip on that, I probably could pull out a couple as well, but there's one that's just really on my heart. So in the spirit of letting things go, I also have a hard, hard time doing that. And about a, probably sometimes last week, that's how you know it actually, <laughs> my damn nerves. I'm driving down the street, minding my own business, jamming out to, I probably wouldn't even listen to, um, Anderson Park and Bruno, but I was listening to something I was enjoying. And every now and then, not even every now and then, pretty often I'm in the spirit of letting people over because, you know, there are times when I need to get over. I didn't know that this lane was going to end. I didn't realize that there was a big, uh, you know, semi truck or tow truck in the way where I couldn't go through this lane. So I need to get over. Some people let me over. When you let someone over, I fully expect for them to give you the wait. That might be a sudden thing or like a, I, I just have that expectation, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's one thing to have that expectation. And then there's another thing for you to, for me to consider letting your ass over and then you bogart your way in. Yeah. And then when I try to like go around because you're driving like an asshole, you try to get in front of me. I get back over to the other lane because I don't want to drive behind you. You get back over there. So now you, 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 you're trying to play with me. Now, <laughs> now you're trying to piss me off. So then we driving uh you know going down the street or whatever and we're in a a one lane situation where i'm behind him at this point when i didn't even let you over Mm -hmm. um and so we get to another point where the lanes open up into two lanes and i get over to the other lane and then there um it kind of there are two lanes that continue past the light but the other lane is where parked cars are because it was the evening time so the lane couldn't be open so i was like i'm just gonna get in front of him this bitch when when because i get this with my daddy too when the light turns green because i was uh he already saw me trying to get over i looked at him it was like a black lady i mean a black man and a black woman they were like in this um what kind of vans are those the sucker mom vans i can't remember what they're called right now um but i like looked at them they looked at me so then when the light turned green i was getting ready to get over he zooms in front of me so i can't get over i'm like this motherfucking bitch. see this the shit that like makes me like blow a gasket like this is shit that makes me crazy angry and i do not like being crazy because you know when girls always be like oh, i'm crazy that is not an admirable character trait it's really not it's actually really scary and I, I just don't enjoy experiencing it but when you like do stupid shit like that when i was trying to be nice to your motherfucking ass that shit pisses me off so i was like okay mm-hmm. i kind of got a little erratic i drove on the wrong side of the street to cut him and several other cars off got over to the other side of the street and i went on by my day I can't help it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's revisit the question. Who's most likely to kill somebody by accident? Okay. I didn't think about it. I wasn't going to kill him, but I, I was like, you know, 
this is why people be getting into altercations. I was thinking that okay. because you didn't have to do that. And it crashes. But you know what? Honestly, girl, I'm not exempt from that too. I don't think that I would drive on the wrong street because I don't have that much confidence in myself. So I'm happy that you have that confidence. But what I would have done because I have a lot of trash in my car is roll down my window and then threw something like a bottle at their car. See, girl, that's the shit to get you shot. Well, (laughs) max cars. I've done all that. Girl, he pissed me the fuck off. A bitch. Okay, I'm trying to get better better because I'm not not gonna cuss him out of here. But he had me fucked up. So sip on that fat ugly ass. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Yes, he pissed me off because you don't do people like that. This one, I don't, the other, I also don't like driving anymore when I'm in a rush. Granted, I wasn't in a rush that day, but like, I like coasting sometimes. I like listening to my music. I just like vibing out. And when I get around like ignorant drivers like that, it either makes me pissed to the point where we're going to go toe to toe, or I'm just going to let you do your thing. And that time I didn't feel like letting him do his thing because you did me wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do understand what you're saying. I, I feel like... I do get so when people don't say thank you, you know. If anybody is from the South, meaning like Missouri is a Southern stand, but what nobody say. I know people say it's Midwest, but it's really Southern, especially in our politics. Black people here are very Southern because we migrated. So we let people over and we say, we kind of do the hand wave, you know, like, thank you. Yes, because nobody had to let you over. And it wasn't even the fact that he, it wasn't even just the fact that he waved because it was dark. I probably wouldn't have seen it if he waved anyway. It's that your ass knew this blame was about to end because you saw this big old tow truck or whatever it was. And you felt like you cut everyone off behind me, including myself and Bogart your way in, almost hitting my motherfucking car. And then when I try to get in the other lane to get from behind you, you try to hop back in front of me like this is a, a, a game, like a power game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I showed your ass. So that's my sip on that for the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, it's always a hard contrast when we move into happy hour, but <laughs> do you have anything? So our happy hour is where we share things that I think is happy for the week. Um, things that have brought us joy, things that have like lightened our load or brightened our day. Do you have anything for happy hour? <laughs> what has lightened my load? <laughs> Let me think. Hmm. I go first because I got an easy one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Earlier today, I was um I went to the Honey Bake Ham store. If you ever go there, they have like really nice lunch specials. I'm not eating um ham at the moment or like you know red meat or tur- uh, pork in general right now. But I got a turkey sandwich there. Um, you know, and it came with like the little drink special and chips and stuff like that. And they give you a cookie, but that cookie's not that good. So I ended up blowing across the parking lot to Panera to give me one of their cookies because I enjoyed them more. Because <laughs> I wanted a meal I could really enjoy. And I went in there and I got one of their um, just regular chocolate chipper cookies, I think they're called from the bakery. Um, and the guy, he like came up to me and the guy who worked there, he was like, oh, how can I help you? I was like, oh, I want to get a chocolate chip cookie. Um, he gave it to me. He was like, is that, is that all? I was like, yes. And I was prepared to you know, pull out my card and, and put it in the machine or whatever. He was like, don't worry about it. You got it. I said, me? Oh, me? It's the little things in the world. I told you. It's the little things. I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> and he was 
like a really nice guy. That is so good. Oh, I'm so happy. So I got a free cookie. Oh, I'm happy. Free things. Looks like the best things in life are free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is like a thing that has brought me joy? I don't know. Oh, look, got new paintings. Hmm. Talk about your paintings. Yeah. Did I show you some of my paintings? You didn't show me what you told me about them. I, oh, I was supposed to send you this thing because I think I might have seen the same artist you told me about. But tell them about the paintings. So I've been following a lot of like black artists um, around the world. Not around the world, really in the fifty states. <laughs> And I've been following closely this one artist. Her name is Ashley Pink Lomain. And she makes this amazing, gorgeous art. Um, I do believe it's for everybody, but when she has her art, it feels like it's like by her for me. And then, I don't know, it's just, that brings me joy. So I'll show one of the paintings that I have right here. So I was supposed to hang them up. Um, So this is one of the um oh my gosh that is so beautiful what is meant for you to pass you by that is gorgeous i have two paintings like this and um i don't know it's just oh i don't know i just one of the things that i am very like particular about is like um having my space be black <laughs> like not like glowy black and i got these like dashiki pillows by my nose, but like really black american <laughs> um and yeah so i do believe those things have brought me joy and i've also purchased two more paintings for her um yeah okay. oh, I have this beautiful vase oh that is pretty what, where'd you get that i got this from home goods that's really nice yeah. check your phone because i sent you a, a tweet of like a black artist i was thinking this is the one you were telling me about from um home goods but it looks like their styles might be different so maybe not oh i didn't know yeah because i found pink on me i i was so happy when she was like my paintings are at home goods and i'm like yes but i haven't seen any of her paintings um just yet What's her name again? Pink Lomain? Pink Lomain, yeah. Like the, like the noodle Lomain? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna look her up because I, I really like that one. That was better than I actually thought it was. For yeah. sure. How you spell Lomain? Oh, Lomain. Okay. Okay, smell. I'm gonna look her up because that was really nice. This is mm -hmm. so cool. The she is fearless. Look at that. You see that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw that one at home goods, but I didn't get that one. And I have another one too. I have so I gotta go to home goods if that's the case. I know they're carrying stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think so. I have because I was like four weeks ago. So I heard that she's dropping more. So I'm 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 hopeful. Yeah, no, I like this a lot. This is definitely cute. I'm gonna look that up. Well, that's good. <clears throat> well. That brings us to the end of another episode, guys. This actually went much better than we ever could have thought because we've been struggling, but we thank you guys <laughs> for sticking with us and listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend to come and, 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 and sit and sip with us one day. Um, what you want to review next? Good question. I've been thinking about it. I want to do like a dessert wine or something. Ooh, something sweet. 
Well, I don't know if the dessert wines are like all sweet, you know, but I think something in the category of dessert wine. Okay, so we can look. Any particular brands though? No, I just like walked across it at Total Wine and was like, ooh, because I love sweets. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's sweet, but then, you know, I'm like, let me not get my hopes up. <laughs> let me maintain, you know. So the next, so we're going to record in two weeks again, which is the end of Women's History Month. So it has to be a, you know, woman-owned brand. Oh, sure. I don't know if any woman-owned brand makes that, but I'll check. <laughs> we gotta look. And then we also got to talk about um, All About Love. We need to finish All About Love, to be quite honest. Yeah, that is true. If you haven't gotten your hands in the book, guys, go ahead and, and, and cop it. There's a lot of, of learning and unlearning to do from that text. So join us so we can chat about it. But thanks, guys. We've talked to yours off enough. We'll see y'all in the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Heard the Grapevine. Peace out. Bye.